Welcome to Daily in the Word. We're glad that you're here today. My name is Rich Jassy. Today we're going to be diving into chapter 15 of John's Gospel in what is a familiar passage, the vine and the branches. Now this can be a difficult passage to understand, so we're going to be just looking at 11 verses today and making sure that we have some principles for understanding what can be a difficult passage. We need to make sure that as we read this, we understand that this passage is about the subject of fellowship, our fellowship with the Lord, and that it is not about salvation. He's talking to his saved disciples, and as he is talking to them, he is describing, he's using this word picture of a vine and branches and the gardener or the husbandman, the farmer who takes care of the, this vine and branches. So let's go ahead and read our passage for today, beginning in verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. Beginning in John chapter 15, the disciples are taught to have right relationships in three ways. First to Jesus, the passage we're talking about today. Tomorrow to each other, relationships with each other. And then finally, the end of this chapter going into chapter 16, their relationships with people in the world. I mentioned earlier that this passage concerns the subject of our fellowship with him, our abiding, our remaining in him, our living, abiding, remaining in him. It is an unusual word, this Greek word meno that is translated remain here or abide. I like the word abide, our abiding in Christ. It speaks of a, a settled it speaks of a just a restful, my trust, my settledness is in him, and it's not about me at all. So our remaining in him, our abiding in him, is what this is about. And he said that you are already clean. He's talking to the 11 again. They're already clean, going back to chapter 13 and the washing of the feet and the conversation that he had with Peter they are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So he says, remain in me. 
and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. We can't do anything without him. We must remain, abide in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Again, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Verse 5, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then in verse 6 comes what is the troubling passage. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. And so immediately our minds go to the idea of losing our salvation, that if we're not productive as believers, if we're not bearing fruit, we're going to lose our salvation and be thrown into the fires of hell. But again, this is a passage about fellowship and not salvation. And it's good for us to remember that when Jesus told parables, those parables were meant to emphasize one key point. And if we tried to get too much out of those parables, we would really get our theology and our doctrine a bit messed up. While this passage is not a parable of Jesus, the illustration works in much the same way as a parable. It's meant to enforce, it's meant to emphasize one main point, and that is as believers that we get our strength, we get our power, we get the ability to live for him in this life and produce fruit by simply abiding in him. And that when we don't abide in him, our lives become worthless. Our fruit becomes unproductive. We don't produce any. And so when that happens, that branch gets cut off and thrown into the fire. It's what you do. He's just describing with what happens when a dead branch is cut off and thrown into the fire. It's not a picture of to carry that point too far. The instruction here is for us to abide in him, that all of what we need and can do in this life comes from our remaining, our abiding in him. We don't have to be afraid that, oh my, when we go through a a season of life where we're not as faithful as we had been or we're not as productive, it seems like, as we had been in terms of our Christian walk. It doesn't mean that somehow, oh no, I have to be concerned that the Father is going to cut me off and throw me into the hellfire. That's not what this passage is about. He goes on in verse 7, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is a similar promise given in previous chapters where he talks about if you pray in my name, if you pray according to my will here, if you remain in me, the things that you ask are going to match up with his will. Therefore, he will answer, he will provide for those prayers. And then he goes on to say, this is to my father's glory, that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And that is our goal as well, that our lives will bear much fruit for him, fruit that will last into eternity. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. 
If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Again, we see the relationship between Jesus and the Father, and now us in that dynamic. As we remain in him, he remains in us, just as Jesus remains in the Father, the Father remains in him, his love remains in us, this dynamic, this back and forth, this connection, this life-giving, vital connection that we have in Jesus. And he tells us in verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. That is how we know the joy of the Lord. That is how we know the peace of the Lord and that your joy may be complete. Oh, there's nothing that this world provides that what Jesus gives us when we remain in him, when we remain connected, divine, flowing back and forth between the branches and Oh, we need that. We need that connection in our lives. And so I pray that you have that. Lord, thank you so much again for your word. And thank you even for difficult things to understand like what we find in this passage. And even though, Lord, we learn here about the importance of remaining, abiding in you, this picture that you've given us of you being the vine, and we are the branches, and we need to just remain in you. We don't need to strive. We don't need to work harder. We just need to abide in you, and you will lead us and direct us in the direction that we should go. So, Lord, may our hearts, may our lives be plugged into you. We do that, Lord, by getting into your word, spending time with you in prayer, And as we do those things, as we get to know who you are, get to know your heart, our lives are changed in the process, and our lives are settled, are grounded in you. And Lord, that's the place to be. That's where hope comes from. That's where our peace comes from. That's where our joy, as Jesus spoke about, our joy in life comes from you, from abiding in you. Lord, may that be our prayer. May that be our goal as we go forward in this life. So again, thank you for this passage of Scripture. Thank you for this word picture that you have given us. Thank you that we can just simply trust you and rest in you and abide in you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for listening today. We hope that you'll be back again next time. Tomorrow we'll be finishing out John chapter 15, and I look forward to spending that time with you again. Have a great day.